As you can probably tell by the lack of background noise and the uh, lack of sounds of me eating cheese on a stick, uh, we're not at the state fair today. But the time could come in the not-too-distant future when we might be broadcasting from the fairgrounds in September or December or April or who knows. Because there is a push underway to get much more use out of the Illinois State Fairgrounds year-round. It is something that was included in the recent Next 10 report that came from the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln. It's something that Governor J.B. Pritzker touted last week on the first full day of the State Fair as he stood alongside our next guest to talk about that goal and how the State Department of Agriculture is going to be working with the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln to achieve it. Joining us now is John Stremsterfer with the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln. And John, it's always great to have you on the program. Welcome back. Good to see you, Jim. And uh, congratulations, because it was exciting, I know, to be there alongside the governor and to uh, to have him talking about uh, the, a goal that uh, I think everybody shares at the state level, the local level, to uh, to make the state fairgrounds a year-round center of activity, because yeah. that, that's good for everybody. I, I totally agree. It was not a surprise to me when we put out the call to the community last October to give us ideas for a better Springfield area that a lot of people care about the state fairgrounds and want to see it to, uh, more utilized and to be a better-looking facility as well. So with that in mind, it really had been months of conversations with uh, officials from the governor's office and the Department of Agriculture who do agree with that. Uh, obviously, I think to many people, they want to see more economic activity and um, more rehabilitation of the facilities out there. So the idea is that was announced on Friday with uh, Governor Pritzker and Director Costello from the Department of Agriculture is to embark upon a comprehensive planning process for the fairgrounds here in Springfield, which would, I think, include the kind of facilities usage, the land use, but also programmatic use of what kind of activities do we want to see happening there going forward to really activate it, um, maybe not to the level of the state fair activity. That that would be kind of uh, a difficult task to achieve, I think. But I think it can be much more active. Just looking at the facilities that are rehabilitated recently and the, the horse shows, for example, I think almost every weekend that it's a, able, they're filled. So if we could have those going on while who knows what at the same time, I think it's really exciting for the future of Springfield and the state. I mean, we do, uh, as you noted, periodically see things going on out there like horse shows, or yep. sometimes you'll see uh, things happening in the ore building uh, before they moved Festival of Trees downtown. That was uh-huh. something you'd see there annually, or maybe occasionally a, a boat show or an outdoor mm-hmm. show or, or something there. Uh, but we're thinking even beyond that. I mean, could we have things happening uh, every weekend in the Expo building, every weekend in the Coliseum? Is that viable? Yeah, I I don't know what the plan would say. Uh, we're going to look to find experts in the field of fair development that exist out in the country and try to send out requests for proposals from firms that I think will do a good job. I think that's the general idea here. Um, but I have all kinds of opinions like everyone else. I I think you look at other state fairs that have hotels or water parks, or restaurants, uh uh, multi-use, uh, you know, athletic facilities. Who knows what could happen? I think it's really applying our our minds and imagination to what the possibilities could be to make it a more active space. I think that'd be good for the the property, for the you know citizens of Illinois to activate that space, but it'd certainly be good for local Springfield to see more activity in general year round. 
You know, let, let me ask about that, because uh, on one hand, yes, anything that draws people in is good. Uh, but Springfield proper, you know, tries to draw people into downtown Springfield, sure. tries to draw people into the convention center or to have big, uh, you know, downtown street festivals or car shows and things. Something yeah. else I know we've had in the past out of the fairgrounds. Uh, does this pit the state against the city in terms of who draws these events, who gets the, you know, the big boost of revenue from it, even though there's ancillary spending that happens in the community regardless, but sure. does it set up a, a competition between the two? Gosh, I hope not. I, I, we're very invested in the downtown redevelopment, the medical district between the fair and the uh, downtown area. I think all boats rise on this, gem. I really do. I think we um, need to expand our horizons, which was a, a bit of what the whole Next 10 was about, to really be aspirational to say what we could do more. I think if... This would come out with more significant investment in the fairgrounds that will bring new act- economic activity to the community that wouldn't exist otherwise. So I think that would fill up downtown hotels. It would have you know bars and restaurants that are in the nightlife of the downtown. I think the convention center might have conventions that they can't bid for because they don't have enough facilities that they could accommodate by further use of facilities out of the fair at the same time. And let's be honest, I think all of us who are honest, who love the fair, uh, it looks a little rough. I mean, the just the the pavement in some places. It was nice to see this morning. I was out there in some new newly paved uh, areas on the midway. Gosh, it just makes a big difference. Imagine if they do that across the entire grounds. I think this is a something that shouldn't be seen as competitive for any other corner of the community, but should help the community as a whole. I want to come back to the issue of the condition of the fairgrounds in a moment, because I agree that that's pivotal to this. Uh, one of the things that, as I was thinking about this, that I kept running into is that whenever I think of the Illinois State Fairgrounds, I think of warm weather activities. Literally everything I've ever done out there has been a summer or fall type of event, whether it's the State Fair itself or whether it's a, a car show or whatever it might be. You just don't think about the fairgrounds in December and January and February. I mean, are there things we can do in the dead of winter? Can we turn the giant slide into a ski slope or something? I mean, what what can we do out there uh, when we have, you know, really extreme weather in those winter months? Well, you must not have grown up on the north end. That's where we went sledding and happy <laughs> hollow. Um, but, no, I agree. I think the Orr Building, the Illinois Building, um, the Emerson Building, the, all, all of those structures we kind of all know – could be activated, but you know sometimes the parking isn't that accessible, or the buildings themselves aren't that accessible to people, or well um, air conditioned in the really hot months of the summer for some an event that's more indoor focused. I just think that will take an investment from the state. I think the governor's remarks on Friday were very realistic about that. We all know the study that was done a few years ago, maybe nearly two hundred million dollars in capital needs out there. Uh, that's a big you know, bite to take at once. But incrementally, I think it's a good thing for the state to invest in. We do have a capital bill now that could be deployed for this. But I, again, I, I really felt um, pleased with the governor and Director Costello's remarks on Friday to say, if we're going to invest those dollars, having a plan should make them a much better investment. Let me throw another stick of dynamite into this. A few years back, we had similar conversations about what can we do uh, with the fairgrounds to to bring more money and more people in. One of the things that was talked about was the possibility of uh, making the grandstand more of a 
gambling facility. We already do harness racing with wagering there during the fair. Could we have more harness racing dates? Could we have an off-track betting parlor? Could we have slot machines or maybe even more in the grandstand? Is that something that might be considered, or would that be off the table? Yeah, I think um, the gaming bill that was passed recently in the legislature, I think, allows for some of that, from my recollection. certainly out of my wheelhouse as far as gaming expansion in Illinois. But yes, I I, I think especially with the the grandstand and the that track that has uh, you know a lot of attention nationally for the Springfield Mile and things like that. Um, I don't see why we couldn't have more of that. But maybe we don't have more of it because we don't have the other right surrounding facilities at the fairgrounds. As as you drive around, if you go to the northeast corner of the fairgrounds, it's there's buildings that as recently as a few months ago were falling in on themselves. Right. So when you want to attract things like that. Uh, just a fresh coat of paint would be helpful. I, I know it's easy to say, and I understand the the the, the how the Illinois government has been is funding the last decade or so. So this is not easy, but I do think we have a unique opportunity with this capital bill and with more focus on the fairgrounds. I do think over time we can improve it. Uh, and so that gets us back to the facilities, and it's kind yeah. of a chicken and egg question. Do we have to invest the money? to repair all those structures, whether it's a fresh coat of paint or it's patching holes in the roof or it's, you know, any number of other modernization type improvements, do we have to do that before we can really implement a plan like this? Or do you have to implement a plan like this to generate the revenue to pay for some of those improvements? Uh, my, my guess is a little bit of both. And I think for a space and the facilities that are as old as some of these are, it may be a better in a planning process not look of back what we've done with that facility for the last 100 years, but what do we want to use them for moving forward? So it could be some creative, adaptive reuse of some of those buildings. It could be additional buildings. It could be taking some things out that have been there underutilized for a long time. Uh, I, I don't know what I've never gone and counted how many stages exist at the, out of the fair, but there's dozens of sure. stages. So does it make sense to have that many? Maybe we need to consolidate. Maybe we need more for music festivals that we want to have. It, I really don't know. Um, I trust that there are people in the planning world that could help us come up with a sound plan that I think would re- really attract more private investment through public-private partnership. We have that already. I mean, Vosa's Corndog Stand is a private endeavor on public land. So is the giant slide. You know, we have that already. I think maybe expanding and doing more of it and uh, bigger things um, is something worth considering. We're talking with John Stremsterfer, Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln, uh, working with the state on this master plan for more year-round usage of the fairgrounds. And when is that plan scheduled to be complete? Well, uh, we, we, we wanted to announce it during the fair. So after the fair, given those folks at Ag and the governor's office a time to get through it, we're going to regroup and talk with them about the deliberate way we want to approach this to make sure it has good public input and is uh, satisfying the folks of the state, but also the citizens of Springfield and you know the, all of Illinois. This is part of the next 10 effort, yeah. which laid out 10 big priorities to yep. pursue over the next decade. Uh, another big thing that came out of that when it was announced uh, a couple of months back was a, a comprehensive study on homelessness. This remains a big issue here yes. locally. In fact, Springfield City Council tonight is going to be voting on uh, a plan for the Salvation Army to operate a shelter over the next year mm-hmm. with an eye toward hopefully having a plan in place that will inform the long-range strategy going forward. So what can you tell us about the 
progress of that study? Where are we with yeah, it? Yeah, the uh, consultants are already retained, from my understanding, and doing work. Uh, I know Josh Sabo, who's the coordinator of the Continuum of Care, is kind of spearheading that effort with the consultants and getting them to the right people initially to start the work. Um, I think it's the end of this year that we're expected to have the plan or report completed. So I think it's a wise decision that's being uh, considered right now, the city council, to maybe dial it back a little bit on the funding and be a little more incremental and give this plan some time to be conducted. Um, I know we said we didn't want the next 10 to only be a plan about planning, but it's really important uh, to be thoughtful in how we approach deliberately how to work in these different arenas, whether it's using a big piece of property or protecting the most vulnerable in our community. I think the deliberate nature of a planning process that engages people and gives them a voice is really important so we have more um, coordination and collaboration for projects as complex as helping homeless individuals. Anything else you can tell us about uh, the next 10 and what, whether we're making progress in some of these areas yet? Yeah. You know, it's it's so dynamic still, Jim. It's um, My job has changed a lot in the last year or so just from all these conversations, which I, I love. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but just a couple things to update that were part of the next 10. There was a fellowship program from those of your listeners who may be familiar with the Sangman CEO project. That's for high school seniors with the idea to help teach them entrepreneurialism, uh, some business uh, knowledge. And then they go away to college, and then we hope they come back to Springfield. This was a way to re-engage graduates of that program for a summer fellowship. It was called the Sing CEO Fellowship Program, run through Innovate Springfield, which is now part of UIS. And this was kind of a pilot where five fellows were selected to pair up with um, entrepreneurs in the community. They just had an idea. I am hopeful that this will continue into next summer. So it's a way to hook back those uh, fellows, but also, I think, graduate students at UIS as well to get engaged. So if anyone has that business idea that they've never gotten to because they never had the time, you could be matched up with a fellow. There's a vetting process that they, they've developed. But that was really cool. I thought yeah. that was an exciting one to retain talent here in the community. Also, do, speaking of young people, um, the, the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce and the Springfield Project teamed together, again, in kind of a pilot way to start a youth employment program yeah. in a, a new way. Um, so uh, Dominic Watson's really leading that charge. And that's something not just a summer youth employment program, which we've got involved with funding in the past through the Springfield Project, but this is a way to kind of grow it and keep it going um, be, throughout the whole entire year. That's shown with a great deal of a positive effect. If you employ young people... It, it has them doing positive things. They learn all kinds of skills and gives them a better life. So that's something that hadn't quite um, flourished in Springfield for one reason or another. We're trying to put a lot of effort behind that. Also, um, the Nurse Family Partnership administered by SIU School of Medicine was part of the Next 10 as well. It's on our section for kind of protecting our most vulnerable. And that is an incredible program to help first-time moms who are in poverty uh, in a home visiting way to pair a nurse with that young mom, often a young mom. It's a uh, lot to report on in just a couple lot. of months that this uh, program has been out there. Yeah. I could take another two or three hours of your <laughs> your time here, but it's exciting. It's very dynamic. Um, as I said, when we embarked upon this, uh, this isn't the you know origin story of every good idea. There's a lot of things that had momentum prior to the report, and I suspect things will be added to it. We're now grappling with how do we keep it going for the next 10 ideas and the next 10 after that. Yeah. But it's really exciting. I'm, I'm proud of the work. Uh, I'm always a little anxious because it's a, it's a lot to bite off. But there's so many people who have stepped forward and say, hey, I want to help. 
they rose their hand and, and want to get engaged. So um, I'm really optimistic. Well, we'd like to have you come back and give us regular updates on, on this. And in the meantime, if people are listening and they're saying, hey, I've got the the perfect idea for the Illinois State Fair yeah. in January, uh, is there a process by which people could bring forward those ideas? Um, as far as on the fairgrounds, I'd say hang on a second, wait, let us get this figured out as far as process. We wanted to make sure that announcement happened during the Illinois State Fair so people were had their attention uh, turned towards it. There'll be more to come there. For people who want to learn more about the Next 10, the TN10.org website still is available, and the Community Foundation, CFLL.org. There's information there for the report. And again, we want to keep people calling us and asking how they can get involved, and we'll do our best to kind of play traffic cop and point them in the right direction. John Stremster for Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln. Thanks so much for your time. We will talk soon. Hey, great to see you, Jim. Hopefully next time at the fair.